This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Hello and welcome back to the You Up podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. It is so good to be back here with you, Jordana. How are you? What's going on? I'm great. Um, I'm excited because we just finished the recording of the end of this episode, which turned out great. We have your college ex-girlfriend on. I really enjoyed hearing about uh, dating you in college. So you guys should listen to the very end because um, it, it's, it's, it's great. <laughs> One of the more surprising emails that I've ever gotten was my college ex, Ashley Bisman, who just wrote a book. She's like, I've written a book about dating in New York City. And I was like, fantastic. I have a podcast and she was like, that. I would love I was like, right, so let's uh let's get you on the show. And then when I, you know, I texted Jordana, I was like, What do you think? And she's like, you know, Jordana, you were like foaming at the mouth. She's like, I get to hear what Jared was like in college. Absolutely. So we're very excited about that. Um, so listen to the end of the show. A lot of fun with Ashley. Um, also, if you haven't heard the trailer yet, we are doing a subscription model to the podcast. That's right. You can get extra podcasts, two extra podcasts a month. You get ad-free episodes, and you get early releases of the UUP podcast for $3 a month. All you got to do is subscribe on Apple. So the Apple Podcast apps now has an option for a subscription. So you can either keep things as you've had them with commercials and you get them on Wednesday morning, or you can sign up for three bucks a month and get extra podcasts. And we already taped them. Jordana, the first episode was great. The first episode is great. The second episode, which we also taped, is also great. And I really think what we what we have been doing with these, which I think is awesome, is like, these episodes, you get what you're used to. You get, um, you know, you guys submit your questions. We answer them. It's very much like a podcast about solving your dating problems. Um, you Up With Benefits is about solving each other's dating problems. Um, yes. <laughs> you know, like I think that's and it's great. It's very personal. It's very intimate. Um, yeah. And I, I love that aspect of it. I do, too. I, the second episode, especially, I mean, to, to tease it a little bit. The second episode, we read through, you know, some of Jordana's old emails. And that is what a what a fun time that was. The first one we talked <laughs> what about a fun time. kind of my <laughs> what a fun time. <laughs> <laughs> it was first when we talked about my heading back into the dating world. Uh, it's just I I think we're because I have I have a subscription podcast of my own um, for my own stuff. And what I've noticed is it is super intimate. It is the audience knows you in a different way. It is super. It's way more freeing. So, all of you out there, if you want to, if you're looking for extra podcasts, if you're looking to kind of hear a different spin on this show with Jordana and I, get subscribed on Apple Podcasts. But if you don't want to do that, that's okay too. We're going to do the same great show. You're just going to have ads, and it's going to come out on Wednesdays. Exactly. And I think you guys are really going to love it. And you get a free seven day trial, I believe. So you can try it. See if you like it. Decide from there. 
Give it a shot. So, Jordan, do you have anything else going on at Betches? That is most of it. Obviously, you guys heard Dylan on our podcast a few weeks ago. Check out Pop Alarm. Check out Morning Announcements for more real real news. Um, what do you have going on, Jared? I'm going to be doing shows this weekend in Nashville. This is a last-second booking. I'd love to have any of you come out. Bring the group chat. Bring your friends, your boyfriends, your sisters, your brothers, your mamas, your papas. Anyone who wants to have a good time, I will be in Nashville this Thursday. Friday and Saturday. Go to jaredfree.com for tickets. And then I'm on the road, Red Bank, New Jersey and Bridgeport, Connecticut. So those are two dates that are coming up. Red Bank, New Jersey, Bridgeport, Connecticut, Atlantic City, Richmond, New Jersey, Mohegan Sun, Magoobies in Baltimore, Magoobies. Chicago. <laughs> That's right. I have <laughs> to say that. Favorite place. DC. I'm coming to DC, um, Austin, Boston, Dallas. So jaredfree.com, jaredfree.com. Um, the Bachelorette is in full swing. I'm going to ask everyone here to go listen to me scream on Instagram at jaredfreed. And it's been a lot of fun. I, I want people to watch these stories because I put a lot of work into it. And then I jump on YouTube right after doing after show. And then I'm a co-host of the Bachelor podcast, which has been hitting its stride. I think we got a real good thing going on over there, too. So get involved with all the Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor stuff. Um, what are we talking about today? Today we are talking about maintaining momentum when you're it's like the summer. There's tra- like we're back to plan season. Or not even season, plans year um, after the break we had. (laughs) It's IRL summer. Shit's happening. There's a lot more excuses than there were six months ago when you couldn't really say you were going anywhere because everyone knew you weren't going fucking anywhere. And and also, it feels like the excuses are more of a lie now. Like now, (laughs) you know, like now... There's nothing, there's no excuse that could beat COVID because in the COVID cocktail, uh, in the COVID excuse cocktail, there was like disease, death, um, monetary stuff, economic. It had all the goods of a good excuse. Totally. Now you have no excuse. What are you doing tonight? No, nothing. I'm staying and I don't want to go out with you. I don't want to go. I, I, it is just. It's it feels just more personal, right. doesn't it? It totally does. And I have to say, people are like some people I think are like still trying to use a COVID excuse here and there. And I don't think anyone sure. is having any of it. Those days are Not are, buying it. are really fucking numbered. Um, do you know what I mean? Have you, I'm sure everyone has heard yeah. someone talk shit about someone who's like and they you know, they oh, said I'm done. They're vaccinated. They said they would. They're not eating unless it's outside. And you're like. And that person's just railed it, it's, on. It, it's, <laughs> listen, I, 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 I don't want to turn this into a different type of podcast, but I wrote this the other day on Instagram stories because I posted about like a grazing board. Like put out, someone put out a grazing table. You know, I'm the board lord, so I have okay. to have an opinion on this. Right. So they posted a grazing table and I made fun of the grazing table. And then I got a couple of messages being like, oh, a grazing table in a pandemic. And I'm like, don't no 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 Blocked. we can't we we you're you, we're done with this we've listened to you for a year we're done okay we got That's you told us believe COVID in science spreads. <laughs> it, 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 we've gone over that that's already been debunked otherwise but also <laughs> the, the 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 idea that the same person who was like believe in science wear the mask is now like you're going to a grazing table it's like i got vaccinated right. Wait, what's more science than that what's more believing than that so like what are we doing? You know, so it's like, and again, we're we're finding out who those people are who like living on Moral Mountain and aren't just allowed to live on Moral Mountain because before you could. 
I understand that. There, and again, this all involves context and nuance, and that's what people who want to make you be the bad guy hate. They hate nuance and context. So exactly, it is. It, it is annoying. I I'm with you. Oh, they won't eat. Outside. They won't eat outside. Okay, well, get out of my life. I, I'm <laughs> done with you. <laughs> it's my new barometer for friends. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And kind of, um, but yeah, I mean, to take this back to the question at hand, um, you know, plans now excuses are, there are more legitimate excuses. We are traveling again. We are seeing people again. Um, Mm. and I think now there's more, now there's more questions when it comes to dating in, in those aspects. Also, we're more aware of our time. That's another thing. Like you have, like we have come closer in touch with what, a night means like just by virtue of this year we have a like we just are like what it means to what the, the time we used to waste getting to work like there's friends of mine they're like i'm never going back to work on a full schedule and then they're like look at all the stuff that i would do in between and how i'm more you know in touch with my time so again what, what you just said too is we have lived three lives in three years two years pre-pandemic pandemic now we're in post-pandemic. That means changes. That means a whole new era of dating. Totally. So maybe the person that would have, you know, gone on the date won't go out anymore. But maybe they're handling it differently now because excuses are just different. Totally. And I think that's something we're going to have to keep a, a close eye on, how that changes really the the dynamic of things. But let's get into this he, this person's email. You're at Dating Central. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> going to keep a close monitor. <laughs> Go for it, Jordan. All right. Hey, Jordan and Jared. Love the pod. Thank you both for providing fun, thoughtful, helpful content over these past few years. So here's the question. How do you keep momentum when you are when you first start seeing someone, but you're both traveling slash away from each other for a significant amount of time? Had a first date with a guy I met on a dating app. It went great. Date lasted like six hours. Conversation was flowing and super fun. Lots of chemistry. First date ended with us hooking up, which was also really fun. LOL. Then we also hung out. That's right. IRL summer, baby. (laughs) There we go. Then we also hung out the next night I initiated and we hooked up again. There was some amount of urgency, I guess, because I had to leave New York City the next day and I was traveling for the next two months for work and vacation. He's doing some some traveling as well. We ended the second night both saying that we wanted to hang out again and he'd see me when I get back. So I'm I'm into him. And would really like to see where this goes. I know two months isn't a long time in the span of things, but I've only met this guy twice. And I'm worried that things could fizzle out during the time away since the relationship is very, very new. What, if anything, do I do to keep the momentum going? Do I throw a text in here and there slash wait for him to text me? Do I wait until I'm back in the city to say anything? Help a girl out. Thanks. Anxious travel gal. For context, I'm 26, guys 30, live in New York City, and for better or worse, I'm definitely someone who plans everything in advance, LOL. Yeah, this is a tough one because this is also a very specific situation. Like, Usually it's someone being like, you're traveling, I'm traveling. This is a two-month break after... Two dates. Two dates. Right. So I, I think her issue to me is the way she writes this email. It's more conceptual. Because I read this and she's like, how do I keep the momentum going? Um, I And she says, I'm into him. Would really like to see where this goes. Like, just because, and I think what the, the problem that we do with dating, with 2021 dating, is that we try to be old school and kind of ignore the new school. 
Like when she says I'm into him from two dates, well, let's see how into him you are after two months of being virtual. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I, yeah. I think she's like, I'm into him. How do I get to the third date? Well, you have two months of doing a lot of other shit that you could not, you have to accept that you might not be into him because then this never works. Then, yeah, you don't know him yet. So like you're, you, because at a certain point you be, you're chasing a dragon. You know, you're chasing this third date just because you're like, I gotta get that third date because we had two good dates. Just because you had two good dates doesn't mean they're a good third date. Just because you had two good dates doesn't mean that you're gonna, like if, if you're just set on I have to get this third date, then you're fucked. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah, I mean, I totally get where she's coming from in terms of the anxiety that comes with that. Cause yeah. you know, I, I get yeah. it. I'm not saying she's wrong. No, I'm, I, I see what you're saying entirely. And I think that like, I can relate to her in that. Like, I remember getting anxiety if I was going on a trip um, early mm-hmm. into dating anyone or like, I was not going to be around for like what, you know, then because you get so excited and you get so hopeful and then you're like, Oh, now I have to like, think about this realistically instead of like mm-hmm. romantically. Um, and it's hard to, separate the two if you're kind of like and then most of this anxiety comes from the idea that like if this doesn't work out you know like i'm screwed or like i'm not going to meet anyone else sure. and so that doesn't like you can't like focus on the moment but if you're gonna be away for two months and you went on two dates that's like three times it's like think about it proportionately to the relationship is kind of the thing like if, if that'd be like me being away from mike for three years <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. right i never thought you're of it right. that We're, way you're totally right in which case i probably might be like maybe we should take a break or and then yeah. see how we feel in three years see if we're like you know yeah i'm going right. i'm going off to, for the army <laughs> i'll be back in three years um okay i think we should figure something out a plan yeah uh, or maybe a breakup yeah yeah i think it would it totally depend you have to think about things in the context of like what is the length of time that you're gone versus the the time that you had two great dates and like how inv- you shouldn't be that invested after two dates so if you are just remember in the back of your head that you are probably overly mm. invested in the state for whatever reason and it's causing you anxiety but like and it's much easier said than done but if you're still mm-hmm. dating this person you probably won't even enjoy those two months that much I I totally agree, and I think she has to like what you're saying is basically. So you're basically your suggestion to her is like, you know, f- revisit this when it comes up, and re- for now, your friends is that kind of what it is. I would say for now, like I would just think of it as like it's on like a mode where if you speak to if, and try to think of it, if you if you speak to him, it's great. But if you don't like, it doesn't mean anything really in either way. Mm. I mean. This is why I've been saying beware of vacations, holidays, birthdays, pandemics. Mm-hmm. Like I like all of these things give kind of a chance for other things to happen for you to lose for someone to lose interest for someone to just kind of it's not personal. You know, it's not right. personal. And I think that's the that's the biggest takeaway is you have to remember this isn't personal. You go when you write the date lasted like six hours. That's you making it personal. That's you saying, well, this was the best date ever. And he must've felt that way because it was six hours long. And it's like, yeah, you had a fun night. Right. Like if we were to watch this in a movie, the, the montage would be you two having a fun night. Then you two having a second night, then you on vacation. And most of the movie, just like you said, proportionally would be the vacation. Right. 
you know, <laughs> and it would end with it, it would end with you coming back with your luggage and going, wonder where that guy is. Right. How would you approach it? I would approach it as. First of all, I think she should always she should text whenever she has something to say. If you had a six hour date, that was such a great time. Whatever comes up, I, I think like checking in how you've been if you want to know how they're doing. I don't think creating a, you know, a calendar invite to remind you to get in touch with him is a healthy and worthwhile thing to do because that is now putting him on a schedule because you're working towards a goal towards, you, you know, when you use the word momentum, I kind of, I fear that you're looking for the goal of a relationship. We got, how do I keep this going? It's like, um, I, I, how do you keep things going with someone you barely know? Right. Like, I, I don't know, you know, I, so I, I think the phrase she should get used to, or if she, with this guy is I'm game. And just like, I'm game, I'm game. Because he might come, I, I think like for these two months, he might text you, see what's up, what's up with you. Cool, I'm game to get that text. If you have something to say to him, I'm game to send that text. If he comes, if you come back and you text him, hey, I'm back, I'm game to get together. Like, but I think it's also like you're in this position where if you slept with him or hooked up to get momentum going for when he's back, then you're going to you misjudged how to make that happen. Right. And I think only to, I think that's totally the right way to go about it. And I think only also only, you know, how speaking to someone without seeing them for two, two months is going to like how much you can handle that. Right. Yeah. Or how much anxiety yeah, yeah, yeah. that's going to cause you, you know, yourself. So you have to think like for me, I think it would be it would be like too because I was so anxious. It would be it would take up too much of my time to be preoccupied with if I sent the text. When is he responding to the text? Or like, am I mm. not going to be able to enjoy my time during this two months because I'm thinking about this thing, this person that's not here? So I might just kind of like take again, like be game to answer their text, but not text them until I came back and I could get a better sense in a more real world way of like if it's actually working out or not. I, I I totally agree with that. And I think the way to do that is to say, if I, I think you have to like come to terms with, if this person is on my mind when I'm back, what do I want to happen? Because mm -hmm. that's really the question. She's saying, how do I keep momentum going? But for what? Like if you guys respond to each other's, you know, Instagram stories for two months, and then he's like, hey, come over whenever you're around or, hey, I'm out. Is that really what you want two months later? Or do you want to like see if the, you know, if the this could be a thing still? Right. You know, yeah. it's like a decision between those two things. So it's like, you know, you know, with with that, you know, you have to say like, OK, when if I if he if he and that's kind of letting go that he has to happen. Right. You have to let go that he has to happen. I think that's totally. the biggest problem yeah. because because if you you got to get back with the perspective if I'm still thinking about him because he might not be. Maybe you meet someone on this vacation over the course, course of two months. It's you know this is the summer to do it. IRL summer. This is when you want to get out there. So you know if I'm still thinking about him, I will send that text. But I do want that date. I don't want meet up. I think that's great. It's also making that about you, not about like. How do I make sure that he 
feels the momentum too. It's more like, what do I want and what am I going to do to like get, make that happen? Honestly, it's more likely that you're, if you're text, like sending a text every day during the vacation and be like, what's up? How you been? Good morning. You're honestly going to be heading. I think you're more likely to head towards hookup town than you are actual relationship town because then that puts a lot of pressure on, like it makes you guys have to go on the greatest third date of all time as right. opposed to just getting back together. Totally. As opposed to just like you know, doing like, an organic, fun way that doesn't feel like you've built up this virtual relationship. It's like messaging with someone for three weeks before you meet, after you've met on the dating app, before you've gone on a first date. It's like now it's like, well, now this first date matters. Yeah. It's like you have to remember this third date matters as much as a third date would matter in, you know, if the two months didn't exist. Totally. So I don't know. It's hard though. This is hard because this is like something that comes up where people are like, how do I keep this going? It's like, well, at what point do you become turned off by how they don't keep it going? Or at what point are you, have you forgotten about them and lived your life in a way that you could forget about them? I agree. And I would, I mean, I think the best bet is to say, is to take all the pressure off of it for those two months and come back to it after. You guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims. And with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations. So it's no surprise that it's the best fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality. But with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form-fitting and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. It has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down and you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble and it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and every body. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com now available in sizes extra extra small to 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know i sent you after you place your order select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows if you're like me and shudder at the thought of low-rise jeans and pluck thin eyebrows making a comeback you're a millennial and if you're a millennial it's time to add clarins multi-active cream to your daily routine i have to tell you i'm a huge clarins fan i've been using them for years i love 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 them they are such high quality they're like a legacy brand. My skin always looks better whenever I'm using Clarins products and it's no different with the Clarins multi-active cream. You've been adulting for a while so the daily stress of just trying to keep your life together can cause stress aging. Yes, that's a thing. The good news, Europe's number one skincare line has a solution you can trust. Rooted in nature and innovated with science, Clarins has a long legacy of creating industry-first plant-forward products. Using a skin charger complex made of 2% niacinamide and C. holly bio-extract, Clarins Multi-Active Cream has been clinically proven to target the first visible signs of aging by smoothing lines and wrinkles, refining pores, evening tone and texture, and strengthening the skin's moisture barrier. While Multi-Active Cream can't bring back the golden age of boy bands, it can de-stress your skin. Go to Clarins.com slash UUP and get Multi-Active Day and Night Cream for 10% off, a free welcome gift, plus free shipping on your first order. That's C-L-A-R-I-N-S dot com slash UUP. UUP with promo code UUP, clarins.com slash UUP with promo code UUP. Let's uh, do some awkward sex. You ready? Let's do it. 
UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. Keep spreading the word on the podcast, people. Hi, J&J. Thanks for always keeping us in check. Got you. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. I wanted to share an awkward sex story of mine that I can't stop thinking about after I've heard a couple of the stories you've read in the pod. I always thought this guy was super hot in college, but he was hooking up with a friend of mine, so it was clear he never saw me, especially since he hit on me at a bar after college and didn't know who I was. Okay, but that's a little serious. Don't you think? What? The- She's making herself into the ugly duckling the wallflower. right now. She's like, yeah. yeah, but he was hooking up with a friend of mine, so it was clear he never saw me. Especially since now he's hitting on me in a bar after college. Yeah, I, didn't know who I was. I mean, she's definitely put him on a uh, on a pedestal of sorts. Of like, I'm, you know, totally. I'm. She's all that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you took out the ponytail and took off your glasses. <laughs> so hot. Oh my god, so hot. <laughs> after this running at the bar, we went on a few dates, hooked up a few times, and one night he came over to cook dinner and drink wine. He made we made his recipe of a Thai Mex noodle dish which included a peanut sauce with curry, cilantro, jalapenos, and more. It's an aggressive... What do you think of a... Yeah. <laughs> what date is this? One? I call... Yeah, or no, no, no. They are uh, gone oh, on a few dates. dates. Okay. Then, I mean, curry yeah, is an aggressive early in the game date. Hey, want to have my fart pasta? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> we, I mean, Thai and Mexican noodle dish. I mean, but also... I'd be interested to try. It that, sounds pretty good. Truth. But I yeah, don't know. I yeah. want the fart pasta. Okay. I don't know if I would After opt for it dinner. on the first date, but No, but I'm you know, I'm I'm interested. After we ate dinner, we started hooking up and he began fingering me. Immediate the fingering me will never not be jarring to me. I know that's not maybe It's just right, an unsexy word. It sounds like you're like it's very mechanical sounding. It does sound very we need to create a new term for fingering. What would we call it? Like a finger massage. I don't know. We got to get rid of finger. What are they? <laughs> yeah. Finger massage. Didn't help it at didn't all. Didn't help at all. Yeah. <laughs> it just sounds like you're massaging how, someone's finger. Uh, how about um, the index it's like the fe- incubator? It's the female hand job. <laughs> the, also, the fem job. He started fem jobbing me. What about that? It could work. We might not want to gender it. He started jobbing me. How about that? Maybe jabbing me. I don't think neutral, jabbing gender is better. neutral. No, no, no. Jobbing me. Oh, you got you got a job. <laughs> got it. I got a job. Uh, no, no, the other thing. All right, okay. let's keep going. He started. He he started hooking up, and he began fingering me immediately. It felt like he was jamming whole jalapenos into my vagina. Oh no, I cannot tell you how much it burned. I yelped and told him to stop. I knew exactly what had happened. The spice of the jalapenos was still lingering on his fingers from the cooking me- from cooking the meal. We panicked and didn't know what to do, so he went and got coconut oil and was fingering me with that. It's a full <laughs> meal. <laughs> he went from one fingering to another. Uh, that didn't that did not help. So I got in the shower so I could wash myself off. That didn't help either. So he ran and got the peanut butter and said his since his fingers were the problem. He started eating me out with the peanut butter while I'm like half hanging out of the shower in full panic mode that my whole womanhood was going to fall off. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. Eventually, it started to feel better and we just laughed it off. It wasn't until a week or so later that I remembered something about this guy that my friend had told me when she was hooking up with him in college. He has a fetish with food in bed, Twizzlers, (laughs) mangoes. This had to be the reason he decided to eat me out with the peanut butter. Oh, my God. I couldn't look at him the same after. 
Uh. I also wanted to point out that you guys had uh, read a couple stories along these lines about spicy fingers and you were like, he didn't wash his hands. Well, he certainly did. But this stuff lingers. Jared, don't go pee after chopping jalapenos even after you wash your hands. Thank you, emailer. I won't. Uh, my friends get a kick out of the story to this day six years later. Thanks for reading. Sincerely, Jalapeno Poppers. Great name. Wow. Yeah. Do you think this guy almost did this on purpose so that he could break out the peanut butter? That is an, an that is problematic, I would say. Like, if you're getting to your kink via and, spicing up a vagina, right? like, I don't think... I think, think it's definitely problematic. No. It's it's definitely problematic. If that's the case. I, I don't think I want to believe in the good in people, and I want to believe that like this happened to be um, like hit, springing oil for his kink. Okay. He's like, I have. A, he's like, oh no, I'm so sorry. Like it starts at I'm sorry, and then it and then it goes to, oh my god, this is the best thing that ever happened to me. But I I don't know. Like, yeah, I'd like I guess, to believe that it was an accident. I would like to believe in an accident. I guess the only part that would be hard for me to believe is an accident is him being like, oh, I'll just eat it out. I can't use my fingers. Right. Like at that point, why not use your other that hand? That really makes it you know, seem like a kink. That seems like, yeah, yeah. That like, wouldn't be my first thought like, in any sexual <laughs> <laughs> no. I Yeah, or how about like use a towel with the peanut butter on the towel? Yeah, and the oil, I don't know. Like, this is, I mean, if she's heard that that's his thing. It's a little yeah, suspect. It's a little too convenient. It's a lot suspect. I I agree. It's uh, it's too convenient. I, I it's just don't. Well, hopefully he's not a monster. That would be well. Rude. We hope not. I I mean, has anything like this happened to you? You ever have? I'm not really since? into. I've gotten food. in my eyes. I don't even like food like being eaten in my bed. So mm. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm a, I'm really fun. As you know. Yeah, it's such a blast. Are those what a chips kink. in there? Uh, <laughs> my, my, cl- my kink is no crumbs. <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay. Ooh, Jordana goes to the sex party. They're like, what are you into? Um, a clean living space? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've had the jalapeno get in my eye this has happened where i and i had washed my hands and it does linger there yeah oh no i've had like the jalapeno issue but not sexually i've also had lemon juice in my eye which really stinks Oof, brutal i i mean oh do you have a name for this we we have some name ideas for maddie i have pb and p spicy shower the freaky foodie jalapeno pants those are all fun ones i like those what do you mine is finger food or fingering food I like fingering food. Um, I I had uh, what did I have? It was um, um, a dog day afternoon because he's licking the peanut butter. Oh yeah, that's yeah. good. So, uh, but I, I red flag or deal breaker? Like I I think it's a deal breaker for me because of the kink aspect. I mean, the kink aspect would make me very suspe- suspect of like his intentions. Mm-hmm. If someone if someone purposely like did that with the jalapenos that would definitely be a deal breaker and perhaps a cause for greater alarm sure um <laughs> if it was an accident i'd be like i'd st- i still don't think i would enjoy being eaten out with peanut butter after that very like painful experience or uncomfortable experience where was the milk like milk should right help. that's i've heard does it work for your vagina though or is that just for your mouth i don't even know it's been a while since I put milk on my vagina, but I <laughs> or someone else's. Well, <laughs> but it's 
it's definitely a bizarre first move to be like, I'll get it out with my tongue. We want to be safe. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Also, wouldn't he be worried about like the jalapenos like on getting onto his tongue via the peanut butter? He's going to take one for the team. If he can lick out peanut butter from your (laughs) vagina. What if he's like, oh, man. I've always dreamt of this moment. This like I, I don't know, it's a little too Yeah. I think I'd be out unless like I really could sense that it wasn't about the sexual kink. If I I guess but if someone had, from this side. If someone came to me and they were like, I really like food in the bedroom and can I put peanut butter on your vagina, mm. I think I would be okay. If I like them. Just put down a towel first. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a crumbless food, you know. Well, if I found out that I was, I got jalapeno in my urethra, you know, like in my dick, and it was all some big game to get her to suck peanut butter off my dick. Like, if, yeah. if I found out that this girl's kink, like I'm trying to s- switch it around, where a woman's kink is getting, somehow getting peanut butter onto my dick, and, and to do that, she made my dick spicy. I would be like, why didn't you just ask? You like, you know, like I'd be <laughs> that hurt. What hurts the most yeah. is that you couldn't, yeah. you couldn't come to me. Yeah, like I mean, I I didn't have to have the the hot dick to get here. You know, that's really funny. So, but you would be fine listen, with it if it were brought to you ahead of time. Uh, it would be a deal breaker if if you need to like do that. It's a deal breaker, right? Because that's also the first time it would only escalate probably. Yeah, we're going fluffinutters and jellies and jams. Summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I'm wearing a Quince sweater literally right now. They make the best cashmere sweaters and they're so well-priced. It's like, honestly, my dream store. I also have an amazing down comforter from them. They cut out the middleman and they really just give you these really, really high quality items that last a long time and that they're at an amazing price point. Quince has amazing items like premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash UUP for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash UUP to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash UUP. Nothing gives me naked confidence like really nailing a tough workout. There's a real sense of power that comes from pushing your body to its limits and conquering it like a champ. But a very close second, Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It's the game-changing whole body deodorant for those who love feeling confident from head to toe. And you up listeners can now receive a special offer. New customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code and link. Use code UUP at lumideodorant.com. L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. 
making sure that I smell good is like one of my top things to feel confident. If I'm scared that I might be like having an odor, that is going to totally throw off my confidence. So I love Lumix so I can feel confident that I'm smelling fresh every day. Lumix is seriously safe to use anywhere on your body. Yes, anywhere. It's baking soda free, paraben free, and pH balanced for safe use below the belt. Lumix is formulated and powered by mandelic acid to stop odor before it starts. More like a pre-odorant. It's clinically proven to block odor all day and control odor for up to 72 hours. Choose from a variety of bright scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for our listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code UUP for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's code UUP at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Let's do another email. All right. How to deal with being stereotyped by someone you're dating. J&J, I've been listening to the J Train podcast for about eight years and got into you up at the start of 2021 after ending a long-term relationship. Eight years is a long time. That's almost... I've been in this talking game for a while as we're going to learn from my... the the trip down memory lane that we take later in this episode. Exactly. I'm an old man. Thank- My girlfriend, I don't even recognize her name when she emails. <laughs> so old you are. Yeah. Who? Uh- <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> Thank you both for all the advice and laughs. I've told a bitch and tagged a bitch or batch whenever I can. I've been seeing a guy yeah. for over a month now that I met on Hinge. He's 35 and I'm 28. He's really into climbing, mountain biking, kayaking, etc. And he likes to spend time outdoors. I did a lot of these kinds of things when I was growing up as I had a super active aunt who always made sure me and my cousins were playing outside and doing exciting things. I'm an only child. Since then, as my cousins have grown up and moved away, I haven't done these things in a while. Appearance-wise, I am a super girly girl. I've always been in positions where I was expected to look a certain way for my job, dress stylishly and professionally, hair done perfectly, makeup done perfectly, wearing heels, etc. Now that I'm semi-newly single and dating, that's an interesting term, um, I bring that same kind of polished look with me when I go on dates. While it gets me a lot of attention physically, both on dates and in the work world, unfortunately, it also leads to people, leads people to stereotype me and not take me seriously, especially because I am so young. As a result, this guy has put me in this box as a girly girl who wears stylish clothes and doesn't want to mess up her hair or makeup and not a girl who wants to go on these adventures with him. When I told him I want to do these things with him, he seriously looked me up and down and said, look at you. You don't want to do these things. He even commented on how I wore white tennis shoes to his place one day and how that's a sign I can't be into the outdoors or these or these activities. We were having a movie night, not even going outside. I told him I feel unfairly stereotyped based on how I look. And he said he's open to trying these things with me, but it's still hard to feel like I I need to show up covered in mud next time I see him for him to stop thinking I'm just a a blonde who wears crop tops and white tennis shoes who wants to drink mimosas on a patio all day instead of going on an adventure. Part of me says, fuck it. I'm more than just the way I look. And if someone can see that, then they are short sighted. But it's still so frustrating since I deal with this in almost every area of my life. Even in the work world, I get typed as the pretty young blonde girl who can't be smart or accomplished or know what she's talking about. Luxury lounge problems. Am I right? LOL. <laughs> I'm glad she said something. Cause <laughs> yeah. I'm just too pretty to be taken seriously. <laughs> it's just 
getting really old. Any advice would help. It's like a guy being like, I just make too much money to be taken seriously. It's just so hard with these beautiful <laughs> boobs and this hot ass and <laughs> all this money and good paying job. Thanks so much. <laughs> we love luxury problems here. Don't worry. <laughs> More than just a blonde batch. So what do we think? Um, I don't know. I have this a, is a, I, to me, this is guy, this guy's, um, he's, he's, um, gaslighting her. But like, I think he doesn't want to do these things with her. Like he's like, he's saying that so like, that she doesn't have to. Honestly, he's speak. She has made him out to sound like a guy from a nineties rom-com. Like, I don't even know what type of person this is. For him to look at her and go, you want to go hiking? Like, she's not asking to go, you know, play tackle football with his friends. Camping or something, like, yeah. Yeah, she's like, I want to go, let's do that. stuff." She's looking to get to know him on a different level. And to me, this, you know, like, I, she's looking at it through the prism of, I'm never taken seriously because I'm a blonde, but like, that doesn't really make sense to me. Don't most people, I would assume you want to share interests with someone you really care about. And if I'm looking at it from that perspective, like the idea that you wore white tennis, look at you, you don't want these, you don't want these things. Like you don't want this life, this life of canoeing and right. living out, you know, sleeping outside. He makes it sound like it's like he's going to, you know, he's hanging out in the prison yard. Is that like, like his dude, way out? Fucking. I think it's his way out. I think that's his way of not having to like do these things with her. Like, in, in, especially when she says, "I'm in semi," you you even notice semi newly single. Like, I don't even know what that means. Like, right? Are you so you're casually seeing this guy? This guy to me is trying to keep it casual. I think that's true. Otherwise, he would find it like kind of endearing and be excited to kind of like do something that you. If I was if if someone I was dating was like down to do something that even I even if they weren't even like particularly interested, but they were down to do something I like to do. I'd be like excited about it. Yeah. You don't want this world of <laughs> s'mores and camping and lit sleeping right. under the stars. You can't handle this white tennis shoe girl. Like I understand the idea of being stereotyped and like how annoying that is. Like I, I wouldn't want to, I just think that this is all kind of a big device to keep you at arm's length. Like, you going camping with him is a very familial get to know you moment. You hanging out and watching a movie and fucking, you know, that's casual. That's an easier thing to kind of get out of, in my opinion. Right. I could agree with that. What do you think about I mean, like she also makes this like a, a problem of the world that I get. It is a even problem in the of the work world. world I, get I get I get typed as the pretty young blonde girl who can't be smart or accomplished. Like, I don't know if that I mean is true it depends on i i think depends on what field you're in if it's a male dominated field i would assume that this is something like i would i would believe them i would say yes you know you're dealing with men who are going by old ways and old standards and societal norms that they've fit, bitten into <laughs> so i can understand that she feels this places and like listen i don't know what life is like as a blonde woman i have no idea but i i can say that her feelings are her own and she's allowed to have them. But what I will say is sometimes these looking at the world through society's view lets people off the hook in the way that this guy's getting off the hook. Right. You know, we go, you know, like when you try to like teach the world, 
<laughs> you know, you end up forgetting about yourself. And to me, her problem is bigger. It's like, I'm dating this guy who doesn't want to hang out with me. Right. And she's trying to come to him and like, but I don't what I also don't believe like the stereotype of her not being like into all this shit is like so untrue for her. She's like, yeah, when I was a kid, I used to go biking and mountain climbing and kayaking. Sure. That was what, 15, <laughs> 20 years ago. Like she's like, and I'm of not, course. I'm actually like a huge kayaker. It's like, there, there is a truth. There is, I think it's okay to say there is a, yes. a, an element of truth to the stereotype. If we're talking about the world at large, like you're not doing that regularly. You're regularly looking pretty polished. There's nothing wrong with that either. I Yeah, I think owning it instead of going, why does the world feel this way? It's like the world's going to feel, you know, we say it all the time on this podcast. When it rains, you got to wear bring an umbrella sometimes. Like you're not going to change the way people look at you. But also you can be aware and you can remove yourself from those people. Like to me, you know, oh, look at the Like to me, like if someone looks at me and goes and, and makes me feel less than, I go, okay, you're out of my life. Right. You're not buying what I'm selling then clearly. Like the person who you're supposed to be with is going to like that part of you. Yeah. And it's like, and yeah, maybe like to me, if people at work do this, I'm like, use it to my advantage. Oh, you don't think I can do something? I get to go home early. Goodbye. You know, like, I I don't know. Like, right. (laughs) There's like, it's, it's almost like, you know, sometimes like shitty things can open up pathways for you and that's you know that can sound bad to people i can understand where they're like well i shouldn't have to deal with anything shitty well you know life fucking sucks so um you know like i'm not saying she should change anything about her but like be aware of these people aren't the people that you really like should care about or trust or try to lean on at work or try to like look to you know like they're not the ones that you're gonna go to right i don't know i just personally wouldn't be that offended if i like wore a dress and heels every day and someone was surprised that i wasn't like an avid um mountain biker sure i'd be like you oh, think you... she's taking like making a bigger thing i think it's yeah i think it's kind of like be a little self-aware of course people don't think that like of course people like yeah. <laughs> but like if you if that's if it's <laughs> if, if if uh conveying that you are into that is very important to you then like i think you could find a way to incorporate that into your life more well well it's also like the difference between like showing and saying right like, Hey, I'd love to go. Like, like, th- well, that's what I mean, though. Like, when you, I I agree with you. Like, okay, fine. You wear heels and you look good. Like, good for you. And then your guy you're dating is like, you don't want to go. You go, no, I actually do. Right. Like, if your first it, your first move should be, I get why you think that, but I would love to go. It shouldn't be you and all the other <laughs> men in the world just thinking badly about a blonde woman. It's like, I don't know. I give someone a chance to disappointment before yeah. I judge them to be a disappointment. I agree. And I think that attitude is very important because I mean, this, you could say this is true, about any other stereotype that anyone can, could find about anyone else. It's kind mm-hmm. of like, um, if someone assumes like, like, like you said, like just say that you're not like that. And then you can, you can judge them or gauge them based on the reaction. If this guy's like, well, you're never gonna, you, I like that would never happen with you. Like, like you said, there's probably something else behind the reason he's saying that, that he's not actually excited about that. I mean, the idea that you're like, I would love to go ha- uh, hiking with you. And he goes, well, you better show up muddy next time. What? I'd be like, what, what do you, I, that's the point where I would end the comment. Go, wait a minute. Do you just not want to go with me? Like, I don't understand. I just told you I'd love to share something with you. It's fine if you don't want to go with me, but like, don't tell me I'm going to go roll around in mud for you right now. And that feels pretty pathetic. Right. So 
is that really what you want me to do? Like, I don't even get it. You know? Yeah, I agree. I think this is sort of an excuse to keep it in that like hookup zone where he's maybe put you in his mind as someone that he's not going to date. Totally. Let's. Uh, you ready to play some games? Yeah, we'll be right back with Ashley Bisman, Jared's college ex-girlfriend and author of <laughs> Chasing Butterflies. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. Okay, hello and welcome back to the U Up podcast. We're going to play some games and we have a very special guest today. Um, she is the author of a new book that I believe is on Amazon 622. So the book is out today. She's the author of Chasing Butterflies. It's out today. We want you all to go buy it. It's a fantastic read, it's so great. And she's also my college ex-girlfriend, Ashley Bisman. Thank you for coming on. My pleasure. It's always so fun seeing an ex and, and talking about dating. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, Ashley, I was so excited to have you on, like someone from Jared's past to talk about. Um, I feel like you've talked about college dating, but it's from your perspective. So I would love to hear what it was like to date Jared in <laughs> what, what year was this? We started dating Jared. What was it? I oh my I gosh, junior year, D junior year of college. So, like 2005. Yeah. Wow, that sounds okay. like a hundred years ago, right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I believe I was his first, like, very serious girlfriend. So, for I, sure, yes, yeah. <laughs> um, so okay, so you met in 2000. Give me, like, I want the whole story. Let's hear. I didn't think that I would feel embarrassed about this until now. Like I, I, I thought this was a good idea until right now. My blood is rushing over me. I'm so embarrassed because I, I'll let the listeners know. Like Ashley reached out, and I get an email from, and it's weird, you know. Being we were talking about this before we started, but like I'm 30. You you get to 36, and you get an email from a name that you're like, I don't recognize this name from anything, and it's like, Hi, Jared. It's your ex, and I'm like. And like your heart started like, what happened? <laughs> What's going on? What happened? What did I do wrong? You know, like, and it was from, from you, Ashley. So I, I was like, oh, okay. And then you said you wrote this great book. And now I'm having this second thoughts on hearing about myself from college. Which were, you, is were you afraid it was going to be like an email from an ex being like, and you are the father? I, I don't know. I was going to say that. I was going to say, by the way, you have a 15 year old. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, <laughs> Oh, don't even say that. Don't, I, I'm like, uh, I'm like, and I want to introduce uh, you. <laughs> no kid. No kid. I promise. Uh, 
Just your own now. Just my own with my husband, all yeah. did post Jared Freed, not to That's work. That's right. Yeah. Okay, good to know. Okay, as, lo- <laughs> as long as we got that out of the way. So yeah, okay, now go on. I'm sorry to interrupt. I wanted to make sure that I told everyone how nervous I am right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Jordana asked how it started. Yes. Um, Jared, do you remember? I don't even remember. I just remember something, I mean... This all lands in the fraternity sorority world of Penn State and having like mutual friends. And, you know, I think the way I approach women in college is like kind of like in the way that like telephone game is played, like telling a friend who tells a friend that you think she's cute and like the the least confident way possible. I think that's my my go to. Would it be? I feel like that's it's funny because I feel like men don't remember any of the details. Never. And like you probably know the exact moment that you like that you met him or heard of him or like. Oh yeah, I'd and like to hear your version. Yeah. Oh, maybe I'm stupid. I don't know. The greatest part is that I feel like Jared was at first like way more into it than I was. We sure. met, we were at the fraternity and um, I think we like hooked up that night by hook up I mean kiss by the way (laughs) and um a few nights later we were talking at still like casually hooking up and Jared was like oh I'm studying abroad in a few months I'm going to Florence and I was like fuck and I go oh I am too and and I was like yeah maybe I'll see you around there and Jared was like so insulted he goes what like maybe I'll see you (laughs) around you know (laughs) yeah yeah now this is all coming back to me yeah and that's how it started yeah and then we were abroad in florence together and we're together you were like you were like a fish like official oh yeah yeah okay yeah jared's like i don't remember (laughs) (laughs) who yeah what's your okay so you date abroad and then you come back to penn state and you're still dating yeah our senior year dated yeah yeah. Okay, and then how did it end? Who hurt who? I need. Uh, I need a- <laughs> Jared totally, totally hurt me. Oh, stop it! <laughs> this is what the audience wants to hear. Well, um, this, it, you know, I think it's every guy. This is how every breakup goes. I feel like the guy is just not ready, doesn't want to settle down, but he is too. What is it like? He, he doesn't want to break up with you and hurt your feelings, so he just like acts really mean until you break up with him. Sure, oh, there's an Jared. element of that. Yeah, the uh, the get so weird that you get called out on why are you being weird so it doesn't come out of nowhere. And yeah, there's, I well, mean, it sounds like you did the bait and switch where it's like you weren't even that into him at first. And then like he got you. And yeah. then you're like, oh, actually, now that I know that I have it, I don't know if I want it. <laughs> well, it was also like that post-college thing. I remember being like having no clue. I mean, at that time I was like taking tests to become, you know, to sell life insurance and annuities and stuff and like yeah. heading down a road that I was like, I think like, you know, everyone at 22 is doing a job that they think they should be doing. And then you were like, is this the rest of my life? And, you know, things aren't that solidified yet even though you want them to be like you just want to go to the you know the 13th grade you know and right. you don't so this have is your that. quarter life crisis breakup totally yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> ashley's like so, yeah it had to have been right <laughs> <laughs> so like how how was jared as a boyfriend though was he like a little bit of like a d-bag or was he like a nice sweet uh, jared person? was 
the best boyfriend in, oh, in I, I'll get you your mind. I'll Venmo you after. Yes. <laughs> yes, please. Thank you. And um, yeah, no, you know what? In college, like Jared, I feel like is the same way now that he was in college. I, life of the party, ton of energy. So, you know, being his girlfriend, that was awesome because, you know, it went to his house, did the frat parties and, um, you know, it was fun. Yeah. Leader of the tailgates. The tailgate czar. Uh, I don't want to correct you, but yeah, the czar. Tailgate. Yeah. I believe he wore overalls to the tailgates with like no shirt underneath. Um, oh, wow. Okay. And an Elvis helmet. Super hot. Very hot. Yeah. The, the Elvis wig, which I was, it was like rubber. So I would, it, we would, I would drink from it once a tailgate. And my good friend, it would be me drinking from the hair, which again, so hot. So, you know, I'm sure Ashley's thanking God right now that she's married with kids to someone else and living a better life. But I, I, and then my buddy would be in a bear suit. So just oh like a guy gosh, in Elvis. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd be in the Elvis wig with overalls and my buddy in a bear suit. And we'd get there at like 6 a.m. to tailgates. But th- yeah, that's kind of, I do the same thing now every Saturday. It's a lot sadder, but. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Ashley, do you feel like you're over this relationship? <laughs> I mean, it was a tough one to get over, but like 15 years later, I can finally say I'm, I'm there. This finally. is the closure that you needed this conversation, right? So much closure. <laughs> so you then move on, you know, pick up the pieces, so to speak, from me. I, I you know, so and but then you start dating around New York and that kind of becomes the premise of this book. I mean, you wrote a book about, about dating in New York and I'm like, there is a moment where I go, I don't think I would have made it into this book. You, you, right. I, I, I mean, not to well, ma- look, I, I will not confirm nor deny <laughs> because I do want people to get out and read this thing. So you never know who can make a cameo in it. That's right. Uh, And everyone should go buy it on Amazon right now. Chasing (laughs) Butterflies. It's called Chasing Butterflies. We're going to have links to it in the bio for this episode. I'll put it on my social media as well. So it's called Chasing Butterflies. It's on Amazon. You can get it right now. Great summer reading. Ashley, give us the give us the 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 byline. What's this book about? Yeah, so the book is a memoir. Uh, it takes place in Manhattan when I was living there in my 20s, post breakup with Jared Freed. And, you know, <laughs> I'm just dating all around. And it's so much of what you guys talk about. Um, you know, just like the weird, you know, the weird dating encounters, the awkward breakups. Um, and I went home, I went home one day, and I just started writing about it, because I was like, this is so ridiculous. And so many people don't talk about what goes on in, in the dating scene in Manhattan. And it's, I think it's even bigger and greater in New York just because of the nightlife with the bars and the clubs and there's so much going on. Uh, And and also the numbers, the numbers game. There's so many people that are looking to date. Like you're not in a one farm schoolhouse town, you know? Right. Yeah. There's just so many people, so many options, um, which I write about a lot in the book. Lots of different types of guys. Um, and I was doing all of this uh, in the shadow of the Freedom Tower, where unfortunately uh, I lost my dad on 9/11. So the book is definitely a fun and flirty chiclet, but then it's mixed in with this kind of dark, deep, um, you know, emotional stuff because I was dating in the city where I lost my dad. So it's definitely like a dark sense of humor. Um, 
mixed in with that, that chiclet vibe. So it's different. I think our audience is going to, that sounds like right up their alley. You guys definitely check it out. I want to see if Jared makes the, the, uh, <laughs> the cameo or the lessons learned, but what I would say, what, what did you learn both of you from dating each other? Do you have any sort of like came out of that really? Cause we do say like even a failed relationship, you do get like some sort of knowledge. What did we learn? Are we talking about in the bedroom or out of the bedroom? Out of the bedroom. (laughs) In the bedroom too. Either one. Whatever was the most profound. Um, I'll keep it. I'll keep it PG. uh, What did I learn? I think I learned from it that I wish I just had more fun and I didn't overthink things as much as I did. I think when you're in your 20s, you're always like, you know, what's the plan? Where are we going? You know, do you see yourself with me? And I wish I just let myself be a 20 year old and and really just lived it up and and enjoyed myself. Um, So I'd say, yeah, with Jared, I wish that like I let that anxiety go and just had fun and and embrace the fact that we were young and, you know, just living life. Yeah, I I definitely have. I would. That's definitely what it is, because you're like. I think you take yourself, when you get out of college, you're like, now I'm an adult. It's over, you know, like, and it's like, so not over, you know, it's so not just move, you know, put on the tie and go to work. It's not like that, especially when you move to a fun city like New York and especially like considering the book you wrote, like you had other lives, you know, post us being together and all that stuff. And like now looking back, like we both laugh at it. And like, it seems like it was a hundred years ago. Yeah. And it's like kind of wild. And it's like, also, I learned that my mom will never forget one woman I've ever dated for the rest of my life. My mom is still, how's little, she calls you little Ashley for some reason. <laughs> and <laughs> so she little goes, Ashley. So yeah, so, uh, for some reason, she's always called you little Ashley. So how's little Ashley? I go, I don't know. I haven't spoken to her in 12 years. So, um, and <laughs> well, now you can send her this we'll episode to, and yeah, she'll, she'll get the full <laughs> update. The full, exactly. Kim and I loved each other. Yeah. Yeah. There was a a love affair. Well, my last question about that is like, I mean, I'm sure you're not really in the like dating podcast world anymore. It sounds like you're married with two kids, but is it weird to have like some to like have an ex who does run a dating podcast and you're kind of like, I had the first 10. I don't know where to start with this question because, you know, even if you're so over your ex, you don't want a daily reminder of them. You know, you just don't. <laughs> so I like it. Jared is great, but, you know, I don't need him like in my face all day, every day. So <laughs> all of a sudden, a couple of years ago, people started saying to me, oh, you got to listen to this guy, like Jared Freed. He's just so funny. He's so funny. And I'd be like, I used to date, I used to date him. And it still happens to me. Like, now people just that's so funny gotta listen to him and i'm like jared just like get out of my life go away (laughs) yeah (laughs) like leave me alone yeah i think of that but i think of that with anyone i've dated like i always think i'm like like i always envision what they're saying about me like like making fun of me even talking about dating on a podcast like oh yeah that idiot like (laughs) what the fuck does he know like i always envision that yeah. Well, and it is funny too, because I know such different sides of Jared because he has the funny side, but I also know like your family life and, you know, sure. a more serious a deep side. Soul. Yeah. So I like, I'll listen to the, to the podcast and 
it's so funny and silly, but then I'm like, that's only one little piece of him. Yeah. Yeah. There's more in there. <laughs> he's, he's like an onion. There's a lot that's of layers. Right. Yeah. That's, that's why they onion. have to subscribe to the paid version where we're giving out more of the layers. Uh, <laughs> exactly. So, but I, I, I do want to ask about the, the book, like your overall take, you, you know, like if there's someone dealing with, um, we get this email a lot. And I think a lot of people will be helped by reading your book and dealing with grief and dating. What would you say to someone who's dealing, you know, again, like your, your story is your own and, and, and it might be different from someone else's. Like someone else might be out there and like they lost a parent to cancer or something like that. And they're like, how do I date doing this? Do you have any thoughts on that? Like what, you know, the best things were for you or, and how to like, also like, reveal that information like i knew that about you and your family and like a lot of people were like how do i go on a date and tell people about these things how do i reveal these things like how what would you be your best advice for for people in that position totally i think that's a huge theme to take away from the book um you know one of the opening scenes i'm you know in bed with someone and he's in a great apartment downtown Manhattan and it overlooks the Freedom Tower. And I'm like, well, this is odd because I feel like my dad is almost watching over me and I'm in this very, you know, (laughs) I'm in this very unconventional position right now. Um, But I think there's a lot of takeaways. Um, You know, when you lose a parent, you definitely, it affects your relationship so much, whether you realize it or not. Um, And I think it makes you realize the kind of person you need in your life because you need to find someone who can fulfill you, you know, in all aspects, like it's not just physical, it's not just mental, but there really is an emotional component to dating. Like, um, I don't want to give away too much with the book, but I've dated people who've lost their parents as well. And it definitely makes the connection deeper. Um, They understand in a way that no one else will. Um, So I think you almost have to just embrace embrace the loss if if that makes any sense you know just like find out what about that made you stronger and go into your relationships better um opposed to just like you know kind of being an introvert and and not and not opening up because you're scared to lose someone again absolutely i i I, it's got definitely going to be helpful for people to read like especially like a, a funny look at something that's not so funny to everybody. I, I, that's kind of what we try to do here with this podcast. We're like, Hey, like, you know, dating is hard, but like, let's talk about it in a fun and light way. And I think people are going to get that out of this book. Go, go, go Amazon. It's out right now. It's called chasing butterflies. It's all over my social media. We'll have it up, uh, you know, in the bio and all that stuff. Uh, you want to play some games? You ready? Yeah, let's do it. Are you going to wear the Elvis helmet while we do I'm it? I'm putting on the Elvis helmet. We're going to get, I'm going to start drinking beer for my hair. <laughs> Overall, uh, like yeah, the games. Overalls. Yeah. Um, red flag deal breaker. You know the game. So uh, this thing happens. Is it a red flag? You see it, but let it go. Is it a deal breaker? You end things sight on scene. Okay. I'll do the first one. You guys ready? I'm ready. Sending this on behalf of my best friend who finally met a seemingly great guy after a bunch of losers. <laughs> what a fun, positive friend. Uh, he's, the, he's the CEO of a company, and obviously she Googled it, and it's a huge supplements, multi-level marketing can- company. Think Herbalife, but not that one. 
I don't want to give too many identifying details, but suffice it to say, it was definitely deemed an unethical company not long ago, and he's been at the company forever. What do you think? Red flag or deal breaker? I love this one. This is a good one. It's a good one. It's like Tony Soprano. Yes or no? Yeah, right. (laughs) This is hard. Unethical company. I'm like, anything else? Any other tidbits? Just that's it? That's it. uh, Unethical companies, but like, it's like an MLM kind of situation it sounds like and le- he and he's the ceo ladies remember you know <laughs> i gotta say red flag i mean there's no way around it right so red flag better than a deal break you're still in you're just oh. like oh no misunderstood the game out and okay. run. <laughs> you're out <laughs> run away yeah it doesn't sound you're out i mean it's just no good. I, I don't because, you know, the where someone works and what they do, it, it speaks on behalf of who they are. Right. So if he's the CEO, I don't think it could work. I OK, I I, I, I mean, I'm I'm th- like I, I kind of believe like isn't every company unethical at some point? Like, isn't there I, I'm trying to think like if they're if they're don't allowed to know to what ex- goes on beyond behind the scenes at Betches. Yeah, betches. They're, just, <laughs> they're doing some yeah, crazy shit, right? I don't know. Uh, it's I don't know. It, to me, if they're like not because it, it, it's not against the law what they're doing. It's not like this guy like you know Tony Soprano is different because it's like I heard he kills people, right? You know, Herbalife <laughs> is different because like like I, I mean I would assume that there's some people that think Spanx is unethical. No, <laughs> that's true. Well, that's like, what, right. I wanted more on uh, the unethical part. Yeah, like, so it's not illegal. It's just... Right. MLMs are not illegal, right? They're basically just like, most of the people who do them don't, who like work for them don't really make any money and they like think they will. But Mm. like, it's not really illegal. I mean, is it more or less legal than working for like Marlboro? That's that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, like some people would say like working at an alcohol cigarette company, like... You know, some people would say like slippery slope, uh, Amazon, you know, Jeff Bezos runs an unethical company. That's what I'm saying. Like Jeff Bezos pays, you know, those people work at Amazon, right? (laughs) (laughs) I would date Jeff Bezos. I I mean, I'm just, I, I, to me, it's a red flag. It's okay. I'm taking, uh, this is a message to Whitney Wolf of Bumble. That's an unethical company to me. Like. They're She's all, a billionaire. Any, any company that gets beyond a certain um, like level, I think, has to be a little bit. Unethical. You don't get to the top really by being like the most pure person ever. I and agree. It's a red flag. Far. Yeah. All right. Let's do. Let's do all another right. one, Jordano. Take it. Hey, J and J. Thanks for keeping me sane over the past year. Love the podcast and Sunday specials. Red flag or deal breaker? The guy doesn't suggest a place for the first date. Date. Some context. I've gone on multiple dates recently, all with guys I've met on Hinge, and none of them have suggested a place for the date. They'll say, let's do drinks. Are you free X days? And they will sometimes suggest a time, but leave the place picking to me. I personally don't mind this as it makes me less nervous on a first date if I know and like the place we're going. Some of my friends think this is just guys being lazy and not wanting to make a decision. Does this show a lack of interest on their end, or is it a nice gesture? I would love to know your thoughts. Ashley, any thoughts? Yeah, I feel like I'd give the guy the benefit of the doubt because I think a lot a lot of the times the guy gets nervous. He doesn't want to, 
you know, he's scared to pick something too casual, too fancy, you know, too far from the girl's place. I think too close to his own. Yeah, too close to his own. So I think maybe it's just them feeling out the situation. And as long as, you know, they're quick to make a date and get it going, then I don't see any harm in the girl choosing the place. I Jordana, you have any thoughts? I agree. I think I, I totally agree if that happens like a few times with someone, it's fine. But if you want if you want them to pick the date, I think you can say like, why don't you pick this one? Or like after like a few dates, you could say like, I'd love for you to pick this one. And then if they're like totally against it, I think that would be like very weird. But um, if they're not taking initiative and you you can suggest it, it'd be fine. I like after the first date when the guy starts, you know, throwing out restaurant ideas because you want to know that they're a planner and they have, you know, fun things ahead for you. Um, so yeah, I, I like when the guy goes forward and makes a lot of plans. That That's the thing. Like I can understand liking it. You know what I mean? Like to say it's red flag or deal breaker, like s- to some people it might matter zero. Like this is like telling people like, it sounds like it annoys this person writing in. Like to me, like if it annoys you, don't go out with them. Like, I recently wrote to someone, hey, and that was my opening (laughs) line on an app once, okay? I wrote, hey, and their first response was, I thought you'd have a better line than that, but I guess I'll deal with you and see if you can do better from here. It was like something like that, and I was like, unmatch, goodbye, done. And it was like, I, I was like, I'm not... And to some people, that's flirty. And some guys might be like, ooh, she's sassy. To me, I'm like, ugh, get the fuck out of here. So, like, I think this person has the right to be like, this doesn't get my juices flowing to, like, pick a place. But is it a deal breaker for everyone? No. I think there's also a way to, like, get out of this. If I were her, they'll say, let's do drinks. Are you free X days? Then we'll uh, uh, sometimes suggest a time. And then you say you give the time. You say, yeah, that sounds good. Let me know where. And now right. it's like the ball's in their court. And if they can't do that, then, again, that's like another sign that they're not for you. Right. Or and then it would be weird if it had like then all of a sudden there's a weird back and forth like, oh, well, you know, what kind of food do you like? like where do you like to go for drinks? Which, and then all of a sudden it's like, OK, it's been days of trying to figure this out. Let's just meet and see if we like each other. Sure. And or, or the, this person's a pain in the ass and I can't really even <laughs> deal with this person anymore. <laughs> let's let's do one more. Are you ready? J and J love you both. Backstory. Been very casually hooking up with this guy. Very much just sex and nothing more. I received the most insane version of a you up text sent via Snapchat was this exact photo. It's basically it's yeah. a it's, I guess it's a Snapchat filter that makes you Shrek. It makes you look like Shrek. <laughs> And then the caption is, should we have sex? TN question mark. Oh, my gosh. I got to see this. Um, We'll put it and we'll put it on the um, on the pod on the podcast Instagram story. It's one of those like you put your eyes into Shrek. I just sent it to you, Ashley, so you could see it. It it is scary, but and it has their lips, but it Uh, is fun. I kind of like it, actually. I, I'm into I, I'm, it. I'm into it too. He has a sense of humor. I like. Right? It. I prefer this to like someone sending a picture of like their penis with that on it. Like that would be a lot bigger of a turnoff to me. <laughs> Agreed. And that requires like thought and creativity. So like an A for effort. I totally. also like how the tone of the message matches the frankness of the Shrek. 
So Shrek has his hand out just, and the eyes, this guy did a full performance. It is a full, the eyes match the tone. It says, should we have sex, TN? Like he didn't even write tonight. So it's like, should we have sex tonight? And it's just Shrek being like, hmm? So it makes, I, I think it's a full art piece. Ashley, I have a question. If if Snapchat existed while you and Jared were in college, can you see him sending a Snapchat like this to you? A hundred percent. And, I, and I, I probably would have been over there in less than five minutes. So it would have What a fantastic ending to this episode. Ashley, thank you so much for coming on. This was so great. Thanks for having me. Of course, everyone needs to check out Ashley Bisman's book, okay? It's called Chasing Butterflies. It's out right now. Go get it. This is a summer read. This is beach reads. This is love in New York City, sex in the city. This is what it's all about. This is something light and fun that everyone's going to love. It's called Chasing Butterflies. Go, go, go. It'll be on my social media, be on the U Up and all that stuff. So and uh, thank you. a portion of proceeds go to Tuesday's Children Charity, which is really amazing. Oh, that's amazing. Well. I love that. Love it. Okay. So a good cause, a good book. Great for everybody involved. So get involved. Ashley, thank you so much. This is fantastic. Thanks, guys. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Bye. You Up is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Maddie Paul. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at You Up Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And send us your emails to youup at betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back, bringing us another scandalous and sexy season. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. In season three, longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy odds and expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Betches.